Hey there, music podcast for kids listeners. First, we just want to say thanks for listening and also wanted to give you an update of a super fun way to support the show. The Music Podcast for Kids now has a Patreon page where you can become a member of our secret music club. Get early access to ad-free shows that include our super-duper listening challenge games and even a personalized shout-out on the show from me, Mr. Henry, and my good friend, Mr. Fight. Your support helps the mission of spreading music education all across the world, and we greatly appreciate it. Visit patreon.com slash kids, or even visit the show notes for the link. Thanks so much, and let's get to the show. Let the music begin in three, two, one... That's what we're gonna do Mr. Henry Mr. Fight Exploring along with you Learning music, having fun That's what we're gonna do Mr. Henry Mr. Fight Love hanging out with you The The Music Podcast for Kids Hello and welcome to The Music Podcast for Kids We're your hosts, Mr. Henry And Mr. Fight Music Educators Extraordinaire! The Music Podcast for Kids is a fun and educational podcast where we learn and explore the best subject ever. Music! Just chat. 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 We have a very special guest with us today on the Music Podcast for Kids, Cameron Moten. Thanks for being on the show. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. So since we are a music podcast for kids, we always like to ask our special guests how they got started with music. So can you tell us how old were you when you first started? Well, when I first started music was, um, I was probably five or six years old just in a, a regular music class. And when I was very young, um, I took piano lessons nice. and wasn't great at it. <laughs> but as I got older, got into uh, fourth and fifth grade, I was in my music class and my music teacher showed me a trumpet. And so, you know, the music teacher unscrewed the valves and pulled it open and I got to see what it looked like on the inside. And I was fascinated by that. So mm-hmm. when I went to sixth grade, I decided I wanted to play the trumpet. Nice. And um, how I got started was, you know, I, I played and there was one night uh, I, would, I would, you know, stayed up late watching some music show with audio engineers and jazz players. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. And so I, I woke up the next morning at 6 a.m. and I was playing my trumpet and my parents were like, what was that? I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I just, uh, I'm just, you know, playing the horn. And um and I was so excited about that. So I, my first two loves were, you know, playing the trumpet and things with, with music and, and recording and things like that. So I knew that that's what I wanted to do. That's awesome. So wow. like in, in elementary school, um, do you remember like some experiences you had like in the music classroom with, with games or songs and things like that? I remember there being handbells and oh, okay. us playing those. That's cool. Um, I remember... We did a performance one time. I think it was the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. 
<laughs> and we stood on the risers <clears throat> and they told us not to look at the people eater as it went back and forth. And of course I looked because I'm like, Ooh, what's that? <laughs> Distractible kid. So it was, but, um, I just remember it, it always having positive experiences in music and mm-hmm. really enjoying, um, the sounds and, and movement. Yeah. That's awesome. It's funny you mentioned that song. I'm actually doing that with my chorus kids, uh, this spring. <laughs> oh, really? There you go. Yeah. That's so funny. So you did mention you had taken like piano lessons. Did you end up taking private lessons with trumpet or was that mostly through the schools that you were learning how to play trumpet? So I mostly learned how to play trumpet through the schools. Um, I did end up taking private lessons in college, but that was my first experience with that. And as far as piano was concerned, I took lessons really young, just very basic things. So I knew what the notes on the keyboard were. And then when I was older in seventh grade, I took lessons again, but um, I, I always enjoyed playing the piano, but as I got a little bit older, I kind of uh, gravitated more towards guitar, and that oh, ended up cool. being my primary teaching instrument. Oh, nice. Oh, oh cool. That's awesome. Cool. So, uh, so as you went through middle school, I assume you, you uh, continued with music. So what, what about high school? What experiences did you have uh, in high school with music? All right. Well, I continued playing in the band. I played trumpet um, through high school, and... When I was younger, my father was in the military, so we moved around a lot. So I ended up going to three different high schools between, you know, mm-hmm. when, you know, moving from place to place. And um, I would play in marching band. That was one of my favorite things to do. And um, I started getting, I was interested in basically like any instrument I could pick up. So you know, I would play guitar, I'd play piano as much as I could, uh, trumpet. And then it's like, hey, you know, the tr- back, uh, the trombone player is like, hey, you've got to, you know, I played baritone for a little bit. So I'd say, hey, my mouthpiece fits yours. And so I'd pop it in and play the trombone, just different things because um, it, it was, I was so fascinated with the entire scope and world of music. And I didn't realize that that was preparing me to want to teach music because as an elementary music teacher, I have to know a lot about a bunch of different types of instruments. That's right. Yeah. Cool. So eventually you made your way to um, study music in college, as you had mentioned. So what kind of a, a musical experiences did you have during the college years? I'm thinking maybe marching band and all of that is, uh, was, was occurring during that time and wind ensemble maybe. So my freshman year in college, which is um, right after I graduated from high school, I went to Florida a University and I marched in their marching band called the Marching 100. And that year, so the Marching 100 um, is one of the most known, they call it, I think, a show band where they do dance routines, they march with the high high knees and things like that. Yeah. And so the first year I ended up there, I marched for the pregame of Super Bowl 44. Oh, wow. And so we traveled, um, I believe it was in Miami at the time, but we traveled down there and we did the pregame show. And it was um, right when Michael Jackson had passed away. So we played a lot of his music and... um, we did. Uh, we traveled a lot. Like sometimes I'd wake up and I'd be like, "Hey, mom, we're going to South Carolina." She's like, "Huh?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> we're playing in South Carolina today," and we would just go. Wow, that's so cool. Oh, that's awesome. Super. Um, cool. After that, so cool. um, yeah, it, I, I loved it. It was it was a great experience at the time. Um, after that year, I transferred to Florida Southern College because it was closer to home, and they didn't have a marching band, unfortunately. But I did take part in their. Um, their band program there, and I also sang there as well. So I joined mm-hmm. their uh, their chorale and, and and sang the chorus there. So 
Yeah, that's awesome. I enjoyed that. Sang a little bit at the end of high school as well. Cool. Yeah, that's great. And did like during those times too? Are you were, were you able to do any sort of conducting or anything like that while in college? Um, in college, I took two conducting courses, conducting one and two as a part of my music program. And so um, that's where the baton that shows up in my videos came from. Yeah, I was just going to uh, say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's my awesome. conducting experience. We cool. would have to look at sheet music and we'd have to sing and read the sheet music while conducting the parts, yeah. getting the cutoffs in the right place. Right. Yeah, that. that's awesome. That's, that's stuff. great. And so currently you're a music teacher. So how long have you been teaching and, uh, you know, what grades, maybe is it general music or band or both? So I've been teaching since 2014. That's when I started. So right now that's been about seven, seven and a half years or so. Yep. Um, and I teach, um, currently I teach pre-K through fifth grade music. I started off teaching K through five and then I switched to a different school and um, they told me I'd be teaching pre-K. I'd be like, huh? And I was like, okay, like 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 little, little kids. They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And I find that what happens is because I teach them so young, I can start to teach them my classroom procedures. I can start to help them uh, learn to love music from a very young age. Yeah. And so it was definitely interesting for me because um, developmentally, I didn't have a lot of experience teaching kids that were, that were really young and that... Um, we're just learning and starting off in life. And so it really helped me learn how to make sure that my <laughs> students could understand what I was teaching and how to get creative with making experiences for younger students. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's great. Well, Bill, Bill and I actually teach pre-K through fifth grade as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's a yeah. wonderful age. Um, yeah. So what's your favorite part of teaching? I love teaching kids to sing. Mm. Um, I... I love that. What really, what really made me choose elementary, though, because when I was in college and I was deciding, well, do I want to do high school? Do I want to do middle school or elementary? And um, I, we visited some classrooms. So I visited a couple of high school classrooms and some middle school classrooms. But then the first time I walked into an elementary classroom, I saw the students sitting on the floor and the teacher was playing the piano. And they, their eyes just lit up and then they were singing and they were dancing around and the teacher was in engaging with them in the process of making music and that's when i knew <laughs> i wanted to do elementary because i love making music and i always wanted it to be a part of the process you know it's funny because in a lot of my videos i'm conducting but i thought to myself i never wanted to be the old boring guy just waving the stick around you know no <laughs> offense to high school or middle school conductors they really do amazing things with their students things that are incredible but I always wanted to be a part of the process. And so when I go in to teach music, I'm holding my guitar and I'm playing parts of music with them instead of guiding my students themselves uh, without, you know, without that as well. I always wanted to be a part of the process because I enjoy it. And, yeah. and I like being engaged in that, in that music process. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I mentioned singing as well. And so when I first started, um, I decided I'd start a little chorus and teach the kids to sing. And so I started writing songs. I wrote a school song for the school that I was at at the time. Nice. And then um, I, at that time, uh, was teaching at a school where at times some of the students would get in conflicts with each other. And there mm -hmm. was um, 
the, some of the students had challenges at home that I think that, you know, no, no child should have to deal with. Yeah. And so because of that, um, some of the students came to school with, uh, without a tool set for dealing with negative emotions. And sometimes those emotions would be taken out on each other and they would get into conflicts. And it was at a particularly difficult time in the school year where, um, you know, tensions were kind of high. I, I wrote a song that talked about, you know, uniting and coming together. And so then I thought, well, let's just write songs for the classroom. And if I can feel better and have my students feel better and feel more connected through a song, well, then why wouldn't I keep doing that? Right. And started you know some of those thoughts and ideas on you know how do you how do you reach students through music yeah that's awesome that's great so something else uh, very special that you've been doing as well is um making these awesome videos on youtube right and uh, you you had mentioned how you do some of the conducting um which is which is why i actually asked about the conducting thing because i was curious about sure. that but um more recently you've been creating these rhythm play along videos so first how did you get started with making these videos well um what happened was well I think everybody knows what happened. <laughs> um, yes. For those of you watching this way, way in the future, long, right. long ago, there was a uh, sickness that went around and affected the way a lot of our schools were run for a time in the wonderful year of 2020. Yeah. Um, we had um, moved to to virtual learning at that time, and at, you know, I had started my my website, which is Elementary Groove Tracks, and I had started. Um, producing more modern sounding versions of, uh, you know, children's songs. And I had started trying to learn how to use video and to create videos. And at the time, I didn't feel like I was very good at it. So what happened was um, for the students, for my students, when we were in remote learning, I had to really, you know, make a video for each grade level or for a few grade levels uh, for one thing, and then that would be their assignment, and then they took packets home, and that was it. And I thought, well, I mean, my kids are going to be sitting at home, and I'm not going to be able to teach them, so I want to do more than that. And so I did my, my some of my first videos, like uh, ones about singing voices and whispering and speaking, and then I decided that I was going to try to make a video that they could play along to and make instruments at home and play along with those instruments at home. So I made a video called um, I believe it was found sounds. Yeah, those are and, great. I love those. And so, you know, they find sounds. Here's my bucket right here. Let me grab that real quick. For those of you who are only listening to this, I've got the bucket that shows up in my video. It's like a oh, yeah, there it is. Yes, that's here, the bucket. I love it. That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> and so I grabbed um, a bunch of different household items and made instruments. And then I went into my uh, music writing software where I use Sibelius. And I'd make little, you know, patterns for them to play along with it, stick it in the video, and they'd tap it out. And so um, ju just before we moved to remote learning, I bought a green screen, and I was learning how to use it. And um, I made a video, and I put myself there, and it was what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I just started with that, and then I thought, well, what if I can make it to where they play along with it and it points to the notes because there were, you know, different other, there were YouTube videos where they play along with, and I've used some of them like uh, musication with like boom whackers and things like that. But right. what if I could do something like that 
to where it shows them what to play. And so I started making videos. I pull the notes on the screen. Um, and one of my videos, I had a little blue arrow that I used to show uh, dynamics, I believe. So I took that arrow and I pulled it in there and I made it kind of bounce along to the screen. Yeah. And with each video, I got a little bit better and a little bit better. And um, I mean, you can even see the progression, like some of them, it looks washed out. And then the next video, I learned how to color grade things. And so it looks a little bit more vibrant and looks a little bit more true to life. It's like, wow. Yeah. Um, and that's how I got started with that. During that time, I just started making videos for my students. And I had the forethought to both make student uh, videos like a version for my students and make it to where I can make a, a version for other teachers to use so that during the difficulty of having to learn, let's be honest, it's, it's another, it's an entire another job to create video content mm -hmm. for people online. And a lot of, yeah. a lot of teachers didn't know much about it. And so I thought, well, if I can make things that they could use, it would make their lives easier. And I wanted to be there for them during those difficult times. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and video editing, it's becoming more and more of something that kids and adults are interested in in trying to do uh, with Absolutely. the popularity of YouTube. They want to be YouTubers uh, sometimes. <laughs> so how did you learn to edit the video? Well, I, um, I went to the University of YouTube, and if I had an idea of something <laughs> I wanted to be able to create, I would look for a YouTube video. I'd type in something similar to that, like, how do you animate this? How do you move that? Right. And the program that I use currently for most of my video editing is Adobe Premiere Pro. And so yeah, I said, nice. now, how do you animate something in Premiere? How do you like change this? How do you do a background? How do you do a green screen? And yeah. I just Googled the things I had questions for. But one of the most important things um, that helped me be successful for that was that I had a vision for what I wanted to do before I did it. So in the found sound video, there are 11 of me on the screen at yeah. one time. There's five on one side, five on the other, and then a recorder player pops up. And I thought to myself, you know, when I was planning the lessons for that, what's the hook? What's going to get the students interested in what I have to say? I was like, what if we have like a drum battle, like the real instruments versus the found sound instruments? And the recorder player pops in randomly. So I thought, okay, well, I have to make 10 of me. And I have to play each part and then learn how to put it in the video. <laughs> and so because I had that vision of what I wanted it to look like, I was able to make it happen and, and put it on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah, That's you're great. totally right. It's all about having that vision and then just kind of getting in there and messing it up and trying to figure it out and getting better each time. And it's really a process. It really is a process. But what's cool about it is when you put the time into it, then it's like you have all these skills and it, it feels like it's it's easier. It definitely gets easier, you know, the more you do it. So, yeah, that's awesome. So we also have teachers who listen to the show. And, of course, I mean, these videos are excellent for kids in the classroom um, to learn and perform rhythms. So besides, like, clapping right along with rhythms, do you have any extra ways teachers can use the videos with the students? For sure. So generally, in my classroom, the way I'll use them is I'll have my students play percussion instruments. And my classroom is set up in a way to where it's almost like a square of students. There's 10 in front of me, five on each side, and then I'm spacing them out a little bit more. So then there's a row behind that and a row behind that. Mm -hmm. And so I'll, have, I'll incorporate movement by having my students 
rotate and play different instruments. Nice. So each of the um, each of the patterns plays for plays four times, and it's mm-hmm. two measures, so it's a total of eight bars. So right. they'll play through that, and after that, there's two measures of rest. During those two measures, which is eight beats, they switch to the next instrument. And so they'll play maybe a tambourine <laughs> for those eight measures. Then they'll have uh, the two measures to switch to the next instrument. Maybe they'll play a tubano, and they'll switch to um, we do rhythm sticks and things like that. And when I do it that way, it's incredible how engaged the students are because, you know, with that, that two-bar interlude, that time in between, um, if we're not rotating, they're kind of just staring, waiting for the next rhythm. But when they have to go to another instrument, find out if their, you know, their neighbor accidentally kicked the rhythm stick across the room <laughs> and find out where that is, and then grab it, get back to their chair, and then play the rhythm, it's, it's incredible how, how locked in my students will be with that. And that's generally the way I'll do that. And because I've taught my students how to rotate around my room, um, they generally know what to do if I pull one of those videos up. And uh, Mr. Henry, I've actually used some of your videos with that, and I, I believe it's the Among Us one. And there's that two bars. And so I'm like, all right, when you hear that, time to rotate. Right, and they'll, right. they'll rotate with that as well. And, and so it's, it was very effective as well, yeah, using that great. time for them to reset and go to a new instrument and get ready for the next pattern. Yeah. Um, I have, I've had other teachers give me feedback about ways they use it. There's, some, there's a teacher that told me that they'll use uh, one of the videos for a recorder. And when it's a quarter note, they'll play B. And when there are eighth notes, they'll play A. Um, yeah, nice. And then on top of that, with the newer videos that I've released, I have uh, in my extras package for that, if you know if that's what you want to do, I've included um, digital symbols and the music so the teachers can make their own patterns and then play the music. And I've even had my that's students cool. come up and, and drag patterns up on the sure. screen and, and they do that. And so just different things to extend it and different ways to uh, create engagement and energy in the room. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so. Speaking of those extra resources uh, you mentioned, so um, teachers can use those with students in the classroom. So can, can you tell us more about those and how teachers can get a hold of those? Yeah. I tried so hard not to come on here and do a plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to support what you're doing, man. It's yeah, we definitely stuff. want to support it. Yeah, because, you know, and, and people are looking for things like this. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, so Absolutely. we want to make sure they, they know about it for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, so... On my website and at the end of the videos, um, they can go to elementarygroovetracks.com slash shop. And for, I believe, each of them now, each each of the uh, play-alongs that I've done, there is a an extras package. And you can purchase that, and it has the slides for each, um, for each play-along. So you can go slide-by-slide slide and practice with your students, which is particularly... particularly useful for the younger students, there are, um, for not all of them, but from spring forward, um, digital symbols where you can drag and drop um, the symbols and there's a background in a slideshow, like on PowerPoint or Google Slides, and make your own rhythms and and arrange them that way. There's the music, there's a cutout activity where you can have little squares, so you could play a rhythm and have your students like, you know, write down or uh, use the the symbols that are cut out to make what it is. Cool. And that's everything. Oh, and then some uh, like, yeah, I think that's everything. Some more complex. I think you have more like complicated rhythms versions too, right? Like more 
advanced yes, ones, there's, right? There's um, access to the advanced play along, which uh, right. uses different 16th note patterns and yeah. triplets. And so more yeah. advanced rhythms for the older students the as well. The older students. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Right. Yeah. So, of course, our listeners um, are also kids. So uh, what advice or bit of wisdom would you, sh- would you like to share to our listeners as they explore the world of music around them? I would say that when you're a kid and you're trying to figure out your way in life and you're trying to figure out, you know, what do I want to do when I get older? What do I want to be like to really think about what you like to do? Because the things that I do when I was a kid, I didn't know that I'd be able to have a job and to, um, you know, be able to make enough money to survive and pay bills and things like that. Um, by doing those things, you know, a lot of the examples that kids are shown are the person that goes into the office and they sit in front of the computer and they do paperwork. And there are many people that like to do that, but there are a lot of people that want to be up and want to be moving. So when I first saw that elementary music classroom, I knew I liked to make music. I knew I liked movement and I knew I liked to participate in the music making process. So I realized that that was what I wanted to do. And for um, kids that are listening today, if you like things like maybe you like sports or maybe you like math or maybe you like music or art, you can take the things that you like and you can find ways to make that your job and to make that things that you like to do. Um, I know one of my students goes around and sells Girl Scout cookies. If you like to to create things and to sell them, if you, you can make a business. If you like to help people, you can be a nurse or you can find many different jobs. But the biggest thing is finding out what things you're good at and what things you like and finding a job that's like those things instead of doing the things that you feel <clears throat> other people want you to do. That's amazing. Wow, that's great advice. Love it. Well, Cameron, we want to thank you again for your incredible impact on the arts with all that you do and uh, also for taking the time to chat with us on the Music Podcast for Kids. Absolutely. Thank you for having me here. And, uh, you know, I wish all those listening a happy new year. And I hope that your music classrooms are going well and students who are in music classrooms that you're enjoying the process of making music. Time to wrap it up, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into the Music Podcast for Kids. We hope you enjoyed the show, and most importantly, learned something cool today about music. Remember to send in your jokes or even a topic in music you would like us to discuss by visiting our website, themusicpodcastforkids.com. If you are interested in awesome educational and fun songs for your kids to listen and sing along with, please visit brucefight.com. Music is available to download with iTunes, CD Baby, and Facebook. And most streaming platforms like Spotify and Amazon Radio. Links will be found in the show notes. If you are interested in learning how to play the piano with a fun and engaging curriculum geared toward kids, please subscribe to Mr. Henry's YouTube channel called Mr. Henry's Music World. Links will be found in the show notes. Please visit iTunes to leave a review of the podcast and also share the podcast with friends, relatives, aliens, whoever. Again, we thank you so much for tuning in.